Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, just me in the studio today, kicking things off. We're going to give Chris a bit of a break here. Uh, jumping right in from Facebook is our newest segment where we're actually taking the messages you guys send us on Facebook and putting them on the podcast so we get to read what you're going to send us and answer your questions uh, right here for everybody to kind of share in this information. WC Fab is our sponsor for this. Uh, WC Fab makes excellent twin turbo kits traction bars, single turbo kits, pretty much anything you need to be fabricated, uh, they are your go-to. So today's message is from John Pierce. He says, hey, love your podcast. I currently have a 2001 that has 315,000 on it with a KC38R turbo, 160cc single shot injectors, reman trans with a billet torque converter, Terminator, H-pop, et cetera, et cetera. I haven't had it on a dyno, but I guess it's around 400 horsepower. I'm looking on trading it for a bone stock LB7 with 280,000 miles. In air quotes, or in written quotes, he actually has new injectors 2,000 ago. His is an extended cab long box. Mine's a crew cab short box. Is this a good idea, or am I going to hate life? I've owned a Cummins before and a couple of Power Strokes, and I've always wanted to see how the Duramax does. After listening to your podcast, it isn't terribly hard to get 400 horsepower out of an LB7. My Power Stroke has been fairly trouble-free, except for needing it to be plugged in a lot and incredibly loud. Uh, should I do it? So, John, this is a this is a tough one because it's going to come down to the actual truck once you show up and you're looking at it. There's a lot of things, I think, outside of just the normal mechanicals that weigh in pretty heavy on the value of a truck. Now, if he's trading you because he just needs a crew cab and he has a great truck and yours has some miles on it, obviously, this could be a killer deal. Um, however, if you get there and there's... Uh, contaminants, so mixed fuel and oil, mixed uh, coolant and anything, or mixed coolant and oil, all those are walk-away issues. Uh, if you go to check the injectors and the balance rates are at 12, walk away. Uh, if there's a massive hazed idle or a good hazed idle, walk away. So injectors are the big problem, some kind of well-known thing about LB7s. There are a few other points just to keep aware of. Uh, I have sent you a private message on this one, John, so we've actually already been corresponding a little bit. Again, depending on the condition of that LB7, I would say you're you're at least in the ballpark of a fair trade. I don't know about a great deal, but at least a fair trade. I think my initial response was, you're probably giving up reliability for fun. That's never been a bad thing for me personally. Now, Exergy brings us the newest segment, uh, Do's and Don'ts. I'm sorry, Exergy is bringing us the longest-running segment of the show, which is the Exergy Do's and Don'ts. Uh, Exergy is a great resource for all of your high-pressure fuel system needs for any of the Bosch injectors um, and even a few things outside of their their uh, mainstay there. Sportsman injectors have been the big push lately. Those are drop-in injectors for all of the Duramaxes and most of the Cummins. Uh, the Do of this week. Do use brake cleaner in a soft rag or light-duty brass wheel or brush to clean injector nozzles. So you pull the injectors out, you're doing a job, they need to go back in. That's fine. Just use a little bit of brake cleaner, a soft rag. You want to be very gentle with these injectors. You can easily damage the nozzles, which is exactly what our don't is for this week. Don't use abrasive, uh, don't use anything abrasive to clean the nozzles especially and specifically a bench grinder or welding wire shoved in through the end of the nozzles. Uh, 
while you have the best of intentions to clean this thing beyond all recognition of clean, um, you are just costing yourself more and more money as you do something like that. This kind of walks me into this week's Diesel Insights from Duramax Tuner, your home and resource for the highest end of custom diesel tuning, whether that's for your Duramax with EFI Live, your Cummins with MM3, even your Power Stroke with the Insight Pro custom tuning, Duramax Tuner is going to be able to get you taken care of. They recently launched a Diesel Insights video about LB7 injector failure. And this video really is great because it broke down why they fail, uh, talking about fuel system contamination, water, dirt, and debris in a high-pressure fuel system. They went through internal wear from low lubricity, uh, fuel line connectors getting over-torqued or people reusing lines and getting high-pressure leaks, um, LB01 to 05 injectors, the ball seat not being hardened, and how that can definitely lead to premature failure. They also went through how to diagnose, um, what to do to read your balance rates. And we've talked about that in the past. Make sure you're in park or neutral and the truck is at operating temperature. Numbers should be plus or minus four. Or closer to zero, the better. They went over fuel in the crankcase, long cranking when hot and haze at idle like I had just talked about previously. They also cover the fixes, uh, how to how often you should change your fuel filter, the importance of using good quality fuel, uh, not just buying the cheapest diesel you can find. They talk about running an additive to add some lubricity when necessary, and they also talk about LB7 injector line set when you do a new set of injectors, uh, and of course, don't forget the torque wrench. Now, industry news this week is from Alligator Performance, who is the title sponsor of the Ultimate Callout Challenge. Us here being the official podcast of the Ultimate Callout Challenge, we're really excited for this. As of today, while we're recording, we're 97 days away. I think that means we'll be about 90 days away from when this airs. Uh, that's just three months, people. Most guys don't have their trucks together. Most guys don't have engines in their trucks. And a few guys already have engines and trucks and have blown them up during testing. So it's a really, really exciting 2018 Ultimate Callout Challenge. Of course, that'll be held at Lucas Oil Raceway in Brownsburg, Indiana, May 4th, 5th, and 6th. 30 competitors this year and 50 qualifiers. Uh, speaking of the Ultimate Callout Challenge, I'm finally at my favorite point in the podcast where I get to bring on our special guest. This week, it's Eric Merchant from Merchant Automotive. Eric, how the hell are you? I'm doing spectacular <laughs> so, Eric. so before we get into this let me just clear the air there's no sign on the door that says <laughs> where not to poop in the bathroom <laughs> and if you've ever been a guest at somebody's house and overflowed the toilet i was that guy so apologize for the delay and getting started because i had to soak up my mess but anyways carry on hey don't worry you didn't need the code anyways yeah well <laughs> anyways i felt like the cleaning crew got the mop out so yeah. That that's Eric. Shows up at your house, drops a deuce in the wrong toilet, overflows it, and then is late for an appointment because of it. Yeah. Apparently that's a common thing and nobody bothered to tell me or there was no sign on the door. Like I, I was standing there as you were walking towards the bathroom and Nick was actually trying to say, Hey, Eric, actually the other uh and then the door closed and he was like Oh, well. Maybe a courtesy knock or a text, <laughs> perhaps, you know, any, anything. At least at least have the courtesy of putting the mop bucket close by. <laughs> Saves on the embarrassment of walking through the, uh, the sales office, pushing the mop. I'm sure nobody knew what was going on. <clears throat> so, yeah, I just thought I'd break in my welcome. So Yeah, no, that that's how to show up, man. We won't forget the visit. 
Oh, I, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's gold. Then. I mean, whatever it takes, you know? <laughs> now, Eric, um, we got to ch- talk last year at the UCC. You guys were a vendor there. Uh, I think me and Danny came down and hijacked you and Jericho out of the booth and made you guys come up and do a short episode with us. Yep, yep. And then this year you guys decided we don't want to just watch. We want to actually get in and participate at the UCC, huh? Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, it, no, that, yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You ever, you ever won like a contest where you get to go hang out with a pro sports team and you're like in awe and you're around all these pro athletes and you get to go behind the scenes and see the locker room or, or, or whatever, show, you know, go to the team with practice and good seats for the event. That's kind of what it's like. I thought I was winning something and then <laughs> that's not the case. That's not the case. And then I hear you say there's, 90 some odd days left and i i just listened to the podcast yesterday or the day before with uh with rawling and i like his idea better i'm sure there's a year in there that we're missing so uh, <laughs> uh, maybe the calendars are off or or something but yeah so 90 some days that that's got to put the gas down a little bit because i think you're in the boat with the majority of of competitors this year uh the truck has we'll just say not been tested yet right or washed. Um, no, we're, yeah, we, we have some work ahead of us. Um, it, it's starting to feel like it's getting closer, and I'm a great procrastinator. Uh, more so than I want to be, but it, but there is. There's a lot of work to do. Some of these guys are really prepared. Um, I don't want that to bother me. I think uh, I want to just go out there. We want to make sure we have fun with it. It, it's cool to be a part of that. Um, way above my league, these guys are that are out there. But to be a part of that is, is just pretty cool. You know, you can you can just go play with the big guys uh, and have fun with it. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to it for that part. Obviously, there's a lot of work to get ready for that, but I think it'll be fun. You know, I I don't anticipate we're going to. Uh, set the world on fire with anything but a good solid showing have fun with it and it's exciting to watch that event grow to what it what it has been i mean i've been to both events so far in utah and then last year in indy and um what a huge step and this year with the qualifier hopefully a little better weather a little bit you know a couple weeks later uh i know the vendor side is growing so uh, it's kind of the Super Bowl, I, I think, or at least it's turning into that for, for the industry. So That's what we've been calling it, man. This is the biggest competition of the year. Uh, it may not be the ranked the highest, right? Like the guys who are drag racing mm-hmm. and go all the way to the end of the world finals and win it all, you know, with the NHRDA and the guys who are pulling with like pro pulling league, you know, in their world, they're the best, right? Uh, but I think as far as like horsepower, this is the most horsepower we've seen in the industry is at this event. Um, I don't know about like specifically setting records in the others. It's hard to say you set a sled pull record, right? But, yeah, I don't know how you do that necessarily. But but I, the turnout and to be able to see these trucks just completely transform from drag racing to dynoing to sled pulling in three days is, is awesome, if nothing else. That's a, that's a huge feat. And just to watch some of that stuff that's happened in the pits and, and unbelievable, unbelievable the amount of effort that gets put into it. Uh, by everybody, the competitors, the pit crew, the the fans. I mean, that you know, like it or not, that takes a lot of effort to be at a place for a whole weekend. That's a that's a big sacrifice. So to see that many people come out and enjoy it, um, that's awesome. 
Sure. So you can see all that in one spot. You know, the racing series are, are definitely cool. You jump around, you travel, but man, to get everybody in one in one spot like that with that kind of stuff going on, that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is the biggest and baddest trucks in the industry right now. That's that's really who we're seeing get attracted to come in and be a competitor. And as I'm going through and starting to interview some of the qualifiers, we're starting to see that like they don't really see themselves as like they're going to win it next year. They just want to be involved, which I think is kind of cool to hear. You're you're really coming from that same kind of standpoint of, hey, listen, we're not going to come out and like you said, set the world on fire. It's not a DX 500 going in that we're all going to be talking about for months. But you want to go there and you want to play. Um, Let's talk about the setup, man. What's the plan? What what truck do you want to bring? Well, the plan is is to bring out the our 2003 GMC, the, the we call it the blue truck. Um, kind of the truck that started everything for me way back in the day. Bought it brand new. I've had it since then. 2013, we campaigned it on the sled pull circuit. Um, not the most successful run. Had some... <laughs> Had some issues with it, but was able to go out and have fun with it, and and again, kind of play with it. Um, life comes up, things go on, so it's kind of sat. And then the opportunity for this came up, and it, it, what a great avenue to get the truck back out per se and and run with it. So it's a crew cab, short box. It's still a, um, I guess we'll call it a retired uh, two point six truck. Okay. Um, all the OEM driveline uh, upgraded, of course, whatnot. But <clears throat> so that's that's what we're going to get back out and and just have a good, consistent show with it. So, I I don't understand drag racing. Apparently, you just go. But, <laughs> um, we can't have two of us t- giving guys the same advice about drag racing. Now, I usually have somebody okay. in here who disagrees. I'm always the one underselling it. Uh, you're driving, aren't you? I'm, I think so. I think so. I'm going to give it a shot. I, to be determined. Um, I'll be in. I'll be in it for at least one of the events, maybe all three. But I, honestly, that's to be determined. I I don't see a reason not to, and I don't see a reason that I have to. Okay. So we'll see where that goes. I, I don't even. I don't have a good answer at the moment on that one. It may just come down to whose toilet you clogged that morning. It very well could be. <laughs> you know, I might be tied up cleaning up, and you know somebody's got to take the wheel. So. <laughs> You'll have that. Well, feel free to come grab me if you need a driver. Uh, I'd be happy to embarrass the truck. Um, I've got that covered. I've got that covered. So now you've mentioned you guys have campaigned this truck on the sled pull circuit in the past and really not super big into drag racing with it right now. Can I I assume then that you you plan on showing really strong in the sled pulls and whatever happens in the drag race kind of happens? Um. I think I'm more comfortable in the sled pull side. Now, to say that we're going to have the best showing in the sled pull side, that might be difficult because um, the truck is is going to be very similar setup-wise. I mean, we'll, we'll change, you know, gear ratios and that kind of thing that are required. But um, some of the guys that had some setups last year, they're, they're pretty dialed into that stuff. So I think if I can do acceptable or above average – all the way across the board, I'll be happy, and I'm and I'm. I guess just to just to have a showing in all three events. Okay, okay, so, just make it through. I mean mm-hmm. that that's a winning strategy. The if we go back and look at the points, geared towards the sled pull side as far as the setup and whatnot. So the drag racing might be interesting. Um, if I don't hit anything, maybe that's a win for us. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I mean, like I said, the sled pull is definitely our strongest suitor, our, our most comfortable area. So, 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, with that, I, I thought it was really interesting when I got to see last year, like I was saying, the, the dramatic transformation to where like these sled pullers, guys who have been sled pulling and they're hardcore sled pullers and they had to like make it through a drag race. When they showed up to that sled pull, man, they pulled every trick that's been outlawed in their class, right? Oh, yeah. Like big ass cut tires, no problem. Like whatever you want for a driveline setup, no problem. I think there's a basic hitch requirement, hitch height requirement. Yeah, I think you have to have it. Right. That's Other, a, that might be the only rule. Maybe I'm sure there's I'm sure there's more, but that, um, that's about that's like about it, right? Yeah. So, are you going? How are you going to capitalize on that? Like, are you going to to have massive cut tires? Are you going to hang a double the extra weight in the front. I think there is a weight limit, but yeah, there is. I, I'm pretty sure there's, there's some basic rules in that regard. Um, as far as the big cut tires, no. Um, because I want to keep it more simple, less exotic. I think it would be a much more enjoyable event for everybody involved on our side, at least if, if we're there if the downtime in between is minimized, I mean, there's still going to be some transition period. We are going to have to change some stuff around from drag racing to sled pulling, that kind of thing. Um, but I don't, I don't know there's going to be anything super excessive because of the, the reliability side of it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to, you know, turn it into some crazy against any rules possible, whatever. But <laughs> then you're, we've only got two chances to, to do weird, crazy stuff. So... I think I'm going to play it on the conservative side. Really? Am I allowed to say that in the UCC? Yeah. Well, I mean, for the UCC conservative, right? I mean, like now we're we're dialing right into this conversation where I wanted it to go with like, can we get a projection on your horsepower numbers? Uh, I'm shooting for triple digits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, fucking stock 300 horsepower LB7 shows up. I'm going to die. That I won't rule that out. But I, <laughs> no. Uh I, I I I would like to see it in that mid thousand horse range, you know, on the dyno. Uh, getting that usable on the drag strip or the sled pull track, I don't think is possible. Um, at least with a setup like that, that's going to be a, a switched over setup and and that kind of thing. But uh, you know, thirteen to fifteen hundred horse. Okay. Um, obviously, it's going to take a whole lot more than that to win. But I don't want to be cocky about it because. We'll just see what it does. Well, well, that's what it is too, right? So like a 1,300, 1,500-horsepower like usable truck compared to going up and making 2,000 or plus 2,000 on the dyno, kind of different. So we get into that setup question again, you know, of are we going to swap out the turbos for all three events? Or are we going to drag race and dyno with the big horsepower turbo setup and go to a sled pull that's a little more conservative and keep it together? Like, is that the setup you're talking about changing? Is limiting it with air? Or do you guys have some other plans? Is it more like chassis adjustments you want to make throughout? Ideally, I think the engine would stay the same. As far as the setup, the engine, the turbos, um, maybe the tune side would vary a little bit just based on what's there. Um Chassis-wise, would be most of the changes. We plan on having a, different axles, different suspension setups for each event, or at least the, the sled pull versus the drag race and dyno. Um, that will be the biggest change. Um, transmission would probably be changed as well. I'm not sure if it needs to be. Um, maybe a converter change. We are going to run an Allison still. Oh, wow. Um, probably... I don't know. The guys that were doing it last year, pretty solid showing with with an Allison, and 
And yeah, we could switch all that over and put a big drive line in it for the sled pull. But I think that takes away some of the enjoyment of the event. Um, and I really don't want to sacrifice that for for the sake of just to have fun with it. You know, right. I, I, it is a very serious event for a lot of people, and myself included. And it's and it's there's a lot of people watching. It's you know there's a lot of attention to this thing. Um, it, but it still has to be fun. If it ain't fun, nobody's going to do it, right. you know, or nobody wants to do it. Um, there's there's a couple different levels of competitors, and Levon is – I don't think he's on a level. Um, <laughs> he's just there. Um, and that's just crazy awesome to watch that turnaround and to see his consistency and his preparation. I mean, that's why he's where he's at. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Right. Um, but I really thought it was cool to see, you know – Mike Graves and um, Wade Minter and guys with some just consistent setups and the smile on those guys' face. <laughs> that's what it's all about to me. You know, do they, do, do people remember the middle of the pack guys? Yeah. Hopefully because we're kind all there, to, we're all yeah. there for that reason. But if you can't have fun with it, you got to have fun with it. That's my thought. No, absolutely. I mean, when you said keeping an Allison in it, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Graves was the one that jumped to mind for me to, mm-hmm. you know, put down a, a consistent showing all, I mean, for two years now with the same Allison and then uh, going out and sled pulling with it. And like, there's somebody specifically who said like, I'm only going to do this once and I'll never do the UCC again. The day after the event was done, he called up and said, I'm doing it again. Get me on. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be that addictive drug for us as well but we'll see how it goes i'm not i'm not going to make any promises or predictions or whatever else but like i said to be a part of it that's it's that's a huge uh, honor i guess you could say i mean that's you know you're you're a very select group of people that are that are doing this and it's awesome a lot it's more awesome. than 30 diesel shops out there that could enter yeah, right there's, there's there's 30 in this yeah. so that that's it like it is an exclusive bunch of trucks that get to do this and i'm also excited to hear that this year there's some changes with like top 10 you're guaranteed a spot everybody else there's some fluctuation on that you may you may not you mm-hmm. know it, it, it's going to depend on what happens yep so i'm really excited for it um can you give us any insight have you guys spec a turbo and injector and cp3 setup yet uh Turbo wise, we've kind of discussed it a little bit just recently. I say we um, had a nice visit with Jason Worley yesterday uh, about some setup on the truck and some 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 assistance that he's going to be able to provide for us. Um, and then Bob and Nick and myself, we all chatted about it today a little bit more. So I think a compound setup is is kind of the direction. Again, the simplicity, nothing exotic and and off the beaten path. Um, Injector wise, uh, SNS has got a set of injectors that are done, um, ready to go for it. So those are handled. It's a, I don't know if it's big enough, but it seems to be what it needs to be. Five hundred percent mongooses to kill uh, the cobras, or what? Three fifties. Okay. Three fifties. I'm told that's that's adequate. Um, and then pump wise will be reverse rotation twelve millimeter. A pair of those. Um, Fairly straightforward, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, it, there's no exotic stuff. Let's put as, it that way. As boring as 1500 horsepower could be. Yes. 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 <laughs> yep. Pretty much. I mean, the reliability is 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 one of my. Like I said, I want it to be reliable. It's it's not going to be fun if it's not. Um, it, but man, is it cool to see people push the limit like they do? It is just. I am. I am 
getting goosebumps thinking about sitting in the diner last year. Or I'm sorry, sitting in the stands watching, you know, the hype and all that stuff surrounding <laughs> when when Sean goes on the dyno or Levon and and you get you sit in the stands you don't realize how many people are sitting there watching with you you kind of walk away or you get down you look up and you're like damn there is there's a shitload of people here tens of thousands Ten, it, it we're is measuring in tens crazy. of thousands now crazy yeah so I like I said I'm excited to be a part of it but I'm excited to watch all the goings on of it as well right uh, plus we got a, we'll have another crew there with our with our booth in the vendor row or the the um indi- terminology industry expo Do yeah you, I, diesel performance industry expo it's okay yeah that's I, I've, fu- I've fucked it up a few times too. yeah um yeah speaking of okay so the sand rail will be there again sand rail uh if it's still in our possession we'll be there can it have street tires on it and i get the keys uh there's no keys <laughs> um, shameless plug the, the car is going up for sale oh shit the car is going up for sale we've got four years out of it it's been a really good marketing tool um nick has had that thing all over the country um uh, up the snow hills in the sand uh there's a set of stutter tires for some some ice racing that was done with it it did have some <laughs> slicks on it at, at an event a couple years ago uh but Man, you're twisting my arm. I need a new daily. I don't know if you know that, but I need a new oh, daily totally, driver. I was thinking totally, this is I, it. I'll bring it over. <laughs> you got it. So, <clears throat> no, but we've re- we freshened the car up. The motor's been freshened up. The tranny's been freshened up, uh, just to make sure that everything's in tip-top shape. It's just, it's really one of those things. You just you can make laps with it. You know, we we do run it on on race number two pump fuel. So. As long as you have access to diesel fuel, then you don't need anything else. That's it, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but if it's still in our possession, we will have it in the booth, of course, yes. Gotcha. If not, we'll see the big blue Duraburb down there, The right? Duraburb will be there uh, somewhere. Uh, somewhere? Uh, <laughs> in the parking we're gonna, lot. No, yeah. We, we want to put it in the booth. It, it It's fun to see the reaction to people. There's a, there's a lot of really nice conversions out there uh you guys have one or um but it's just it's just a fun truck i enjoy it it's a pain in the butt because it's mine but (laughs) it's still fun and and i like to see the reaction to people when they get to see it up close so it's cool i dig it man well we can't wait to see your lb7 out at ucc this year ah no lbz i'm sorry lbz lbz sorry we missed that detail <laughs> trucks in 03 but the motor and and that type of thing's all lbz okay I'll, i was sitting sorry. here thinking i went crazy i was like he said 2003 no he did um yep. he did <laughs> for okay your 2003 lbz powered truck out at ucc this yeah, year yeah i like that i like that awesome eric thank you so much for joining us today any Absolutely. last shout outs you want to give before we wrap it up uh well, I apologize for the bathroom situation. <laughs> that seems to be handled. And then uh, everybody that's kind of helping us out on the UCC thing, like, you know, Whirly and uh, Duramax Tuner, S&S Diesel, um, Fast Fuel Systems, uh, Engineer Diesel, um, Ultimate Diesel Builder's Guide. And I'm sure there's more. There will be more as things come on. But it's it's fun. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun project. So. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I just want to give a quick shout out to all of our sponsors. That's Alligator Performance, your industry leading uh, resource for Duramax, Cummins, and Power Stroke upgrades. Duramax Tuner for providing you with the best tunes on the market. Exergy Performance for the highest quality fuel injection system 
components you can buy for your Duramax or Cummins or Power Stroke, and of course, WC Fab for being a world-class fabricator. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Chris at C-E-H-M-K-E at DuramaxTuner.com. You could also reach him by phone. Chris's extension is 2121. Paul's is 2122. Can we get a projection on your horsepower numbers? Uh, I'm shooting for triple digits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, fucking stock 300 horsepower LB7 shows up. I'm going to die. That, I won't rule that out. But I, <laughs> no. Uh, 